Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I love talking about how advancements in technology are genuinely helping people. Things like brain-computer interface technology. Haven't heard of it? Well, it's a way for people with limited physical movement to actually interact with their surroundings using their brain. I know, this sounds beyond me, right? It sounds complicated. So we're going to get someone to explain it to us. Susanna Van Dam is an occupational therapist and team lead for the Holland Bloorview Kids Rehabilitation Hospital's Clinical Brain Computer Interface Program. And Susanna joins us now. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Good morning. Good morning. What is the Brain Computer Interface Program? Um, so the... Uh the Brain Computer Interface Program is its a, really an opportunity for clinicians, occupational therapists, and therapeutic recreation specialists to take this incredible technology um, out of the lab and bring it into our clinical practice. Um, so what we do is, is we, are, we are using the expertise um, that comes out of Dr. Tom Chow's PRISM lab. Um, they have been researching brain-computer interfaces, or BCIs, uh, for nearly 20 years. Um, so we are, we are taking this out of the lab and using it in clinical practice for the kids who have not been able to interact directly with their environment. Um, I, I can go into yeah. talking about how it works. If yeah. You like. what, is, what does that mean when you say when you when you say they can't interact with their environment? What's been going on? It, it is it, it is sort of a, a can be a bit of a challenging thing to, to wrap your head around. Um, so we we started off. So our program itself is not diagnosis specific. We will see any child or youth with a disability who's interested in trying out a BCI. What it does, it uses EEG technology. So if any of your listeners have ever had an EEG, mm-hmm. um, it, uh, it, it records the electrical activity of your brain. And then we have software that was developed at Holland Bloorview in PRISM Lab that can take that EEG information and use it as if it were a switch. So the headset that we use is called an it's an Emotive Epoch X headset, and the Emotive has its own software that we teach to understand when somebody is thinking about something in particular. Now the software itself doesn't know what you're thinking about; it just listens to the electrical patterns in your brain, and we teach it to recognize specific patterns that it can then say, okay, you're being intentional with that thought. You want to do something with that thought. We're going to send a message to our Prism Lab software, which is called Mindset. And Mindset is the one that acts as a bridge between your thoughts and the outside world. So Mindset gets the signal um, that you are being intentional with the thought that you want to do something. And then we, we set it up so that uh, Mindset can tell whatever activity we've set up to do something. So an example of an activity would be like a, a switch toy so we might, or a remote control car. So you think your activation thought, which could be any kind of 
thought about movement, ideally. You could think about clapping, but you don't have to be able to clap. And then emotive said, yep, you're being intentional. Send that to mindset. Mindset says, yep, I've got the, the signal to go. Tell the remote control car to drive. Okay. You think about something and you make a remote control car drive. Okay, that's fascinating to me because I guess the key with these this kind of technology in the past has been we don't necessarily, like you think about clapping, you don't think about clapping, you just clap. And so is the trick with right. this is that you have to get people to think about that action in order to make this work? Um, yes, it's interesting. You know, I, I've, I'm training other clinicians on how and teachers on how to use this technology. And one question that comes up a lot is, but our, our kids don't necessarily understand the instructions that we're given. Like the kids that we work with, a lot of them are nonverbal. They don't have verbal communication. And we don't necessarily know how much language they understand. We work under the assumption that they do understand what we're saying, but we don't know necessarily. Um, but in the case of the BCI, thought just needs to be consistent. It doesn't have to be um, exact on, on what it is you're doing. So we try to ask families, you know, what, what would resonate for your child? Some kids love listening to music. They, so we'll talk about, you know, having a dance party and think about dance party. Um, what they are actually thinking about, we, we can't see. It's a bit of a black box. Mm-hmm. So we don't know exactly what the kids are thinking about. But we do find that as they practice with the BCI, they get the hang of it. So whether or not they're actually thinking about a movement, we don't know but they seem to be able to tap into whatever it is they need to tap into to activate. And when we talk about thinking about a movement, like I consider it, I think about it in the same way that you would think about, say, an athlete who is doing mental practice off the pitch, like they're running through a play or, they're, or a musician who is you know, practicing their instrument but not actually on their instrument. They're thinking about how they would play something. It's that, that mental practice um, that we call motor imagery, so thinking about movement. Susanna, how far? But at can, the end of the day, we don't actually know what our kids are thinking about. Right. How far can this go, though? Because this sounds like it has incredible potential um, for people who say, um, you know, need prosthetics, but have prosthetics that can actually replace a limb. Yes, and and there is research um, ongoing around the world uh, looking at um, all the different possible applications. Um, So yes, prosthetic limbs is one of them, and and movement of of prosthetic limbs. Um, We at Prism Lab, they're focusing on communication um, because that is that's a priority for families that we work with. Is for kids who don't have. Um, access to augmentative communication. So there are there are communication systems out there for people who are not um, able to speak uh, verbally. Um, but there are some kids who can't access them through a switch or an eye gaze system. Um, so brain computer interface is something that we're looking into for communication. Um, there are also we've also tried out uh, powered mobility. So for kids who can't who are not uh, walking, who are using a wheelchair, um, and who might have the ability to drive a wheelchair, but they don't have the physical ability to use a joystick, we are using a BCI to let them try out moving through space using their mind. So interesting. Susanna, thanks so much for explaining it to us this morning. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So cool, right? That's Susanna Van Dam, occupational therapist and team lead for the Holland Bloorview Kids Rehabilitation Hospitals 
clinical brain computer interface program. Technology is amazing these days. 